What brings a community together? Shared insights? Shared conversations? Welcome to Open Door by Cox Communities, tackling the big questions on the minds of smart community business leaders. Welcome back to Open Door by Cox Communities, where we're providing information for you to consider when making decisions for your multifamily communities. Discover the latest trends and technologies that are making some multifamily business owners stand out. I'm your host, Best Friedman, CEO of Brown Harris Stevens. Today, we're discussing renovations to existing properties and how to retrofit them for IoT. And I'm very pleased to be joined right now for the discussion by the Executive Vice President of Asset Management at Sunroad Enterprises, Keegan Huerta, and National Accounts Manager at Cox Communities, Terry Resch. Welcome, Keegan and Terry. I'd like to begin our conversation today by setting the table for our listeners and start first by talking a little bit about what people mean when they say IOT. Terry, perhaps you would like to start and how would you define for us what IOT is? Thanks, Bess. I think IOT has different meanings to different people. For some people, it's connectivity like wireless or it's connectivity where they can connect to a thermostat. It's the internet of things. But the way I look at it, and how we look at it at Cox, this is a way that we're able to help properties connect from basically curb to couch. They'll be able to control things like thermostats and door locks, water sensors, light switches. And then when there's not residents in the unit, that's when the property takes back control of those units and they're able to control the unit to what they need it to do, like letting in maintenance people or They can also use it to change control on temperatures. Right now, it's 115 degrees in the West on some days. You know, be able to turn that to make sure the thermostat's set at the right temperature. So really, it's IoT, while it is the Internet of Things, I think it's also control and it's also amenities. Got it. To you, Keegan, what does Internet of Things mean to you? How would you define that? I would definitely agree that it's an amenity. One of our core beliefs here at Sunroad is to deliver enhanced resident experiences IoT is really the conduit to deliver an experience and allow our customers to interact with their homes like they never have before. It's really an industrial revolution, I would say. IoT is industrial revolution. Okay, I like that. Well, IoT is newer tech and lots of existing properties didn't plan for it years ago. Terry, what are some of the most common types of retrofits that owners undertake? You know, we're seeing retrofits all over the board. We're seeing retrofits of one-story courtyard in the middle type building, or we're seeing garden-style apartments. We're seeing ones that already have mixed use in their building, and even, you know, high-rises from 10 to 30 stories. So looking at that, it's how do we work with what was built and add on to that? So Working with Keegan, we're looking at what's going to be best for the particular building that we're retrofitting. 
Keegan, what are some of the biggest challenges associated with retrofitting for IoT? What do you think those are? Yeah, definitely. I could definitely share some of our experiences. I think the older the property, the more difficult they are to bring in the most advanced technologies, right? So the first property we did was in Las Vegas. It was a property called the Presley. It was built in 2008. So from a wiring configuration, adaptability standpoint, it was relatively straightforward. One of the things we learned early on is we added these big plastic boxes in the living spaces to house all of the equipment. And what we discovered is that it wasn't very sightly from a marketability standpoint. So kind of one of the lessons learned and one of the things that was a challenge early on was making it feel like it was built with that technology from inception. So we retrofitted with a recess box, which looks a lot better from an aesthetic standpoint. So it was kind of a challenge that we struggled with initially, and we were able to correct it and really enhance the design. But getting that design piece right, I think, is a real challenge. And as you go further back, the technology in some of the 80s or 90s vintage stuff just really isn't there to really support. So you really got to bring in new infrastructure. Are there types of properties that are easier to retrofit than others? From what we found, the newer the property, absolutely easier. Some of them already have the boxes installed in a convenient location like a closet versus a living room. So that's definitely a much easier retrofit. And are there unique challenges that come with a commercial retrofit as opposed to a residential one? There are. The challenges are magnified in a commercial setting, right? Where we're doing 300 apartments, we have the same challenge times 300. So it's definitely more complex. Scheduling access to the units with the residents can be often a challenge. That's you know a small logistical challenge that we've worked with, but we, we've been able to overcome it, I'd say. And Terry, what are some of the biggest benefits for owners that come from retrofitting? Some of these properties are a mile or almost two miles long. And when they go in and they bring in the smart technology into their property, they're able to have now the staff seeing the property holistically from a bird's eye view and seeing that this unit is over 90 degrees right now. What is going on there? And they'll get an alert and they can go out and they can check into that. Or today, someone toured 12 units, you know, empty units, and those units were set to 78 degrees. And now, you know, it's the end of the day. Are they locked? What is the temp at? They can control all that and not, you know, be running around the property. So now you don't have to take someone out who was maybe at five o'clock that made their rounds because the office closed at six, that they would go manually do those things. They can actually stay in the office now and maybe give an additional tour today, you know, because they can actually do it from there or they can set it. Keegan has things set at his properties where there are different scenarios happen at different time where all the sites, you know, all the property will be set at 80 degrees, all vacants at 5 p.m. So there's different things that people can do with the retrofit that just kind of goes along to help in that experience of, I really feel the staff. I mean, IOT, it almost becomes that employee you can't see. Yeah, it sounds like it makes you much more efficient and gives you time, which is your most valuable resource. So obviously very important. Keegan, how does investing in the technology help to differentiate you in the market? I think it really future-proofs our assets, right? I think if you look at the composition of new construction today, smart home is becoming much more prevalent than it was even two years ago. 
So it really keeps us competitive at the top end, right? Which is what we strive to make our assets perform at. In our opinion, we either do it today or we get left behind. That's really our option. So we're, we're investing for the future and to maintain our competitive position. And Terry, what about for residents? What are some of the biggest benefits for them? Well, I think residents, they are starting to expect this just like they expect high-speed internet in their units. They expect water and electricity. I think the thing that it brings that amenity feel, that luxury feel into the unit, but there's so many things beyond that. Like if they go on vacation and they have, say their mom comes over to water their plants, they can give mom a door code. They don't have to give her a key. They don't even have to carry a key for themselves. It's keyless entry. They can turn on a light you know, on their unit where they're on vacation. So somebody thinks that they're at home. What I love about the smart tech is, you know, we're sitting here having this call right now. And if all of a sudden it got too hot in here, I could tell my Amazon device that my smart thermostat's hooked up to and say, hey, set the temperature to 75. It just brings that feel to them that they have the amenities, they have the luxury. And honestly, when you walk on a Sun Road property, you wouldn't expect anything less. It, it really is that Instagrammable portfolio, Keegan, when you walk in the properties. I mean, I just feel luxury when I walk through the door. Love that. Why is connectivity so important? Connectivity is important to keep it all running. If we lose connectivity, the thermostat, you can still go up to the wall and make it work, right? You can still use a keypad and get in your unit. There's still a key maybe on some situations, but the connectivity is so important that we bring our own connectivity so we're not using the residence connection. We bring our own connection that just the IoT runs on. That way we have control on it. We have access. And also, if it's a vacant unit, that's what gives Keegan the access to be able to see into those units. It has its own dedicated connection. Keegan, what do you think are some of the most important things any owner should consider before retrofitting their properties? I think most owners are focused on return on investment. That's why we invested in multifamily housing. So that's sort of what drove our initial valuation. Really spending time on the overall configuration of the property and how the install is going to go is super important. Understanding what type of locks you have and what you're going to replace it with is a challenge that we just recently encountered, right? We, we were moving along the process and discovered that we had a different type of lock that if we removed, it would create other logistical challenges from an entry standpoint. So really understanding what you're going to do before you execute, taking the time to study it with Cox, which they've done a great job analyzing our buildings and providing us the heads up on the challenges, but really putting together a game plan from an investment standpoint, total dollars going in from a value creation standpoint, what are you going to create for the resident? What types of conveniences and what types of value? And then from an execution standpoint, just logistical hurdles, identifying those before you pull the trigger is absolutely critical. Terry, what are some of the key things any owner should know before getting into a retrofit? Well, I think the first thing is working with a partner you trust. There's a lot of work that goes into this, as Keegan just kind of explained, where you have to have the plan, the trust, and being able to execute on what we're delivering. So I think that's first key. And then knowing what are we going to do with that property, you know, looking at where would 
the benefit of smart help in there? Is it just thermostats and door locks or do we want to bring lighting and window sensors and water sensors? So looking at that, I think that's where it becomes having a team to work together as well. Because at the end of the day, my number one goal in this, and I I would say as is for Keegan, that we want that resident satisfaction. We want what we do to be as least amount of touches as we can. And then also for them to wind up in the end with a great product that they love that they have in their unit. That's great. A great way to look at it. Keegan, every property is unique. What can you tell us about the process you went through learning what works and what doesn't? So we did sort of a do it, fix it, try it on the first iteration. We adapted early on and and adjusted course pretty quickly, which wasn't super sustainable. So we have implemented resident surveys to get direct feedback to Terry's point. We want the residents to interact with the system, to enjoy it, to love it, to adopt the technology early on. So getting feedback and delivering products that they want to see, that they want to interact with, has been a, a big piece of, of what we're trying to do in the second iteration. So I think we're getting better as we go, hopefully. And we've used the resident feedback to sort of drive that process. And what were some of the biggest lessons you have learned about the process along the way? I think the equipment boxes that I mentioned earlier, the gigantic boxes we put on the wall initially, the recessed version is a, is a much more aesthetically pleasing. It's definitely a, a lesson learned there. The types of products that we install, just leaning slightly towards more consumer-friendly products has been helpful for sure. And then working under the assumption that we we actually excluded our amenity spaces initially from the program. So we didn't put the smart thermostats in the clubhouse or in the leasing spaces. And I think that was a little bit of a mess. So in the second iteration, we're going back and we're incorporating those so we can control all those spaces remotely. And that really helps our team leverage the products and maximize the return on investment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Do you have any retrofitting tips you can share with our audience today? A couple of things that we've stubbed our toe on. I think that the privacy locks and smart locks don't mix. So if you have a privacy lock on your apartment and you install the smart lock, we're eliminating the privacy lock. We're, we're still working through a version that looks good. But that's been a little bit of a challenge. So something that we didn't initially anticipate. Second tip is obviously is installing the flat boxes I mentioned. But the third tip is really over communication with the residents. I think in training, there's a piece where you really have to go in there and train some of the residents that are just kind of the laggards in terms of early adoption. And fitting with them and showing them that sort of uh, extra step and demonstrating how the product works and the best way for them to use it has been tremendously helpful in getting the adoption that we'd like. So you feel that that over-communication kind of helps to get them to adopt the new technology and get used to things, right? It's definitely more than communicate. It's it's really a hand-holding process, right? So we, we bring them into the office, we sit them down, we log in with them, we show them this is how your thermostat works, and then we set it up on their phone for them and help them sort of through the entire process so they can understand, okay, so this is how I lock my door. This is how I set the thermostat. And we help them implement some different settings and those sorts of things just to make it super simple. That's incredible that you walk them through that because I think that would get anybody to to do it. Otherwise, it seems, I think it can be daunting for people, especially older 
generations who aren't used to the technology. You know, it, it can be really scary and people tend to not like change. So I think your methodology of sitting with them, working with them, showing it to them is superb. That's how you get it done. Keegan and I worked on a property best in uh, Scottsdale that had that older community. And the best part in talking to them, because we brought a food truck and we're, we're out there talking with the people and answering all the questions. It was so funny that you say that because sometimes where there's leeriness, you also uncover, oh my gosh, the light switch is the best, <laughs> you know? So you never know what they want. Well, that's the thing is that it's also, it's fear of the unknown, which a lot of us, you, you just don't know. But once you get comfortable, you can't believe how life-changing things can be. I mean, my mom still goes crazy over YouTube. The fact that she can look up any video and watch all her favorite things is fantastic. So that's wonderful. I love your process of how you do things, Keegan. That's great. So when it comes to implementing IoT tech into existing properties and increasing its acceptance, what are some of the most important steps that owners and providers should take? Well, Keegan, you just talked about how you sit down with people, but give us some more examples of things that you think owners should take. Additional steps. Obviously, the resident feedback is, is critical, right? Every property is going to have its own challenges and resident resistance, if you will. So understanding exactly where those pain points are. Is it the implementation? Is it the access to the apartment during the installation? Is it the adoption of the technology or the just overall integration? So understanding where the pain points are and then deploying specific strategies to overcome those has really been how we've sort of kept it fluid and just work through it with our residents, right? Just getting the feedback, open communication. We've done a number of resident events, Terry touched on, to get the residents out to talk to us and tell us what those issues are. So those are some of the things that we've deployed and we've been pretty successful, I would say, in getting mass adoption. I think our user rate is probably in the 90% range. That's fantastic. You can't, I mean, that is fantastic. How can you minimize disruption for residents as the retrofit happens? Uh, <laughs> it's a tough one. It's like fixing the plane while you're in the air. That's that teamwork. That's the teamwork is making sure that from the standpoint that we're getting permission to enter and the property side, they're letting those residents know that we're coming on that day and really trying as best as everyone can to stick to it. I think, you know, when you do something such a big endeavor in the beginning, it's always like day one's the hardest. I mean, we've been through this a few times now. So day one is like, oh, and then by day two, day three, all of a sudden we're that well-oiled machine and everybody's working together from the side of the account management to the installers to the property management. And it really just becomes that well-oiled machine of working together. But if you don't have a good plan in place and doing all the pre-meetings to make sure you know where you're going when you're on site, I think it would very much be a, a resident disruption. But we do the best we can to make sure that the resident is saying, you know, all great things at the end. Even though a person may be renting, they still want to have that feeling of home and community. Keegan, how do these improvements in tech help to create those feelings? What do you think? I think it definitely drives desirability. The convenience factor that we can offer over our competitors definitely makes us more desirable. We've seen you know, increased sales at our properties where we have implemented the service and our closing ratios have actually gone up about 35 basis points on the properties where we've, we've implemented the services versus previous or historical performance. So 
seeing good fundamentals in terms of driving business and driving customers to our sites over our competitors. Well, Terry, we live in a work from home world now. How do these improvements better facilitate this, you think? Well, it kind of goes back to the story of being able to change your thermostat while we're on this call or being able to a food deliveries coming and unlock the door and just tell them, open the door, drop it on the floor and close it. Thank you. Leave my stuff. <laughs> being able to control that lighting. You know, I have to admit, even when I travel for business and I walk in hotels, I'll be like, hey, Amazon device, turn on the light because I think I'm at home. So I think it brings all of that what is just, it's just becoming expected now that you get these amenities because so many people have done it themselves in some certain way or form, you know, like they, maybe they bought a smart light switch or something, but to have someone else do it and have all that control in the app, it's a great thing for the resident to have. Love that. Well, beyond work, what types of conveniences can these tech upgrades provide to the residents? Well, really, I think it goes back to, you know, let's say you have a resident that's living in an area of climate that gets, you know, very hot or very cold, and they're trying to watch their own current billing with the electric or the gas company. They're able to set that to be consistent to maybe put it at a certain control at night. So they're not pushing the air conditioning or pushing the heat. They're able to control the lighting if that's what's there. You know, oh, I left the light on in the bedroom. I'll shut that off so they don't just waste electricity in a sense. But again, it's that feeling of having that control, walking in with groceries and having a smart light come on or not fiddling for the key and just having your app and being able to get into the door. So it just becomes an abundance of convenience. I like that term, abundance of convenience. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Keegan, when it comes to adoption, are there any demographic differences you've observed? It's hard to generalize one demographic over another in terms of adoption. I would say in the general resistance we get are people that are resistant to change. Going from not having it to having it is really where we see the struggles. Yeah, I think that's in general, I think you'd apply that to so many things. I think change, even though it's the one constant, there's a change every day. I think it's hard. It's hard for people to adjust to that. And I think the older that we get, this is my opinion, I think the harder it is to change because we get used to things. And when we like something, it's like, remember the Blackberry? You know, when you like something, you're like, this is perfect. Why would I ever go to something? I can never use something that doesn't have a keypad on it with, that's tangible. I can't use a screen like this. That's what I thought way back. And so now everybody's using their, you know, we all have these iPhones. And so it's amazing, you know, once you're open-minded about it, your mindset. But it's I think change is a really difficult thing for many people. Definitely. Okay, so Terry, from a provider perspective, why is it so important for property staff to fully buy into the retrofit and the upgrades? The property invested a lot into bringing in the technology. So what I'm finding is that you do need those people that are there when they're doing tours and they're showing the regional manager, the property manager, you need their buy-in because they're the ones that are going around and showing the resident, oh, we have these smart locks, we have smart lighting, we have a smart thermostat. If they're not using it or showing it, then you know what I mean? The resident might not be aware and they might go down the street where someone did really highlight this is what comes of it. 
So with a smart tech provider, I mean, one of my biggest pieces of advice would be to make sure that there's ongoing training. You know what I mean? That there is training for the staff that you just don't buy it and you're done. Thank you. And we'll see in five years when, you know, a contract renews or something like that. You need to be able to have a provider that's going to hold your hand through the process. Because, I mean, staff changes properties all the time. They go from one property to another, or maybe they go to a different state, and now they're using a different system. So now you have to train a whole new set of eyeballs that are in the system. So I think that's the biggest thing is just make sure that you have someone that's going to hold your hand through the whole thing, not just set it and forget it. Set it. Yeah, I agree. Because also things are going to keep changing and you want someone who continues to support the narrative that you have and what you're doing. So very important. Keegan, how big of a driver for business are these new tech upgrades? They're a huge driver for our business. So one of the things we've kind of touched on is really the value creation for the residents, which it obviously does that. The value creation for us happens in our vacant units. We have a lot of value creation there where we're able to manage utility usage And so our property in Scottsdale, one of the things I like that they set up there is they have the ACs cool when we're off peak hours. So they set it up in the morning to run and it cools the unit down. And when we go on to on peak, it actually changes and puts the temperature up. So we're not using energy during on peak hours. So we're able to mitigate our expense in our vacant units. One of the other things we've done is we've presented all of our units that have the water sensors to our insurance company, and we're getting about a 3% reduction in our insurance expense from a property liability standpoint. So a couple of drivers and value creators for us on the business side are phenomenal, and they, they really pay for themselves over a longer duration. Before we wrap up our conversation here today, I would like to give each of you a moment to leave our audience with any parting thoughts What is the most important thing you would like them to take away from our discussion here today? And I'm going to go to you first, Terry. Floor is yours. Yeah, I think it is working with, you know, at Cox, we throw around the word trusted provider a lot, but it's true. The provider that you choose to deploy the Internet of Things, IoT, smart apartment technology, you really need to trust that they have listened to you that they're bringing the devices that make sense for your property, especially in a retrofit, that they're willing to bend a little. Like Keegan said, you know, we've had to like divert and change different things just because of the way that the property is set up. So I think it is an amazing amenity that you can add to any retrofit, but it really is when you endure this, like have the hand holding of that trusted partner. And uh, I'm glad to be Keegan's trusted partner in this and his IoT journey. Keegan, any parting words? What would you like to leave our audience with today? So one of the surveys I recently read in, I think it was rent.com, 51% of renters have smart home devices in their apartments. That number's doubled over the last two years. So I would say this is something that every ownership group should be looking at and exploring. We've had a great experience with Cox thus far. We've hit some bumps in the road, but Cox was quick to help us work through the challenges and they've been a great partner for us. So we've really enjoyed everything and and look forward to future projects with these guys. That's great. Well, you guys are work well together and you have provided our audience with some really useful information. So thank you for that. And we'll see you guys soon. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Beth. Mm-hmm.
Thanks again to Keegan and Terry for being on the show today and discussing existing property renovations and how to retrofit for IoT. You can learn more about the work that Sunroad Enterprises is doing on their website, sunroadenterprises.com. And don't forget, if you enjoyed the show, please rate us and leave a review. Thanks again for listening. I'm Bess Friedman, and this has been Open Door, brought to you by Cox Communities. Oh,